This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 26th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, on the new Mac. Obviously, uh, you know, Tony looks a little bit different. He's got the full-on headphones, uh, getting Apple products to pair with Apple products. You wouldn't think it'd be so hard. No, it's uh, quite difficult. Don't even know if it's working. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. Okay, this is the most uncomfortable thing. I don't. I typically don't like wearing these because for two hours this is going to hurt my ears. But uh, hopefully during in-between breaks I can get the little AirPods to work better because they fit better in my ear. But nonetheless, good morning everybody. Welcome back. Sorry I was not here yesterday. Um, did have a dentist appointment I uh, forgot about, so we had to scrap yesterday's show. Uh, we couldn't give you guys much notice on that, but... Uh, had know. to take care of those sexy yeah. white teeth, right? Yeah, yeah, got the sexy white teeth. Got the clean bill of health on that, so that's always nice. And uh, here we are, and I'm still trying to work out the bugs on the new Mac. It's uh, it's nice when you always go to new equipment, but a little frustrating because things don't work quite as well as you hope they will until you get everything dialed in there's always bugs (laughs) well hopefully there's no bugs that really affect the show today but uh you know we are looking forward to a good one to kick off the week for you guys now let's go ahead and kick off the show with a question for my co-host now tony obviously we're not a religious show we really don't talk about religion at all However, there was a period of time that you were going to church on a regular basis. Can you recall any of the Ten Commandments? Uh, thou shalt not steal. And that's really about it. There's, <laughs> uh, I, off the top of my head, no, that's not something we really covered in church. Not that I remember. You went to one of those uh, new agey churches where it's basically rock bands and, uh, you know, pastors who were, you know, younger than you were and. Yeah, not 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 the traditional type of church. Yeah, yeah, it was that. <laughs> Although no, the guy, the pastor was older than I was. So oh, okay. that was All that right. was good. Yeah, right. he was older than I was. <laughs> well, for a quick refresher, uh, the Ten Commandments are: you, sh- thou shall not uh, have other gods before me. Thou shall make no false idols. Thou shall not take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shall not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. 
Thou shalt not bear fault witness against your neighbor, 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 <laughs> neighbor, and thou shalt not covet. What I don't see in here is thou shalt not tear down monuments to, directed towards the Ten Commandments. All that goes to say that Anthony Weimer of Columbia Falls, who was found guilty of felony criminal mischief for removing a Ten Commandments monument outside of the Flathead County Courthouse in June, has been, get, been given a deferred three-year sentence. Court documents state that Weimer is ordered to pay restitution in the amount of $6,900 to reimburse insurance policies held by the Montana Association of Counties for damage repair work to the monument. Kalispell Police Chief Doug Overman says Weimer wrapped chains around the monument, pulled it out of the ground behind his pickup truck, and then dragged it into the middle of the street. Weimer was arrested in Kalispell shortly after the incident occurred on June 27th. Weimer has no affiliation with any protest or demonstration groups in Flathead County, according to the chief. Sounds like he was just bored and was looking for something to do and decided to uh, rip out a Ten Commandments monument. So, Yeah, wow. You know, boredom, boredom can get you into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, just a little, right? <laughs> so uh, all that goes to say that uh, don't rip out Ten Commandment monuments, uh, even though that's not one of said Ten Commandments. But in any case, it is Tuesday. We have a wonderful show lined up for you folks today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday! It is Taco Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called Just Like the Rest of Us, Only Better. Our call-in topic today is Parenting Fails. We have a segment called So Petty. We close out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 26th. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you used your pickup truck to tear down a monument. We want to hear about it. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is January 25th, or just can't say 26th. <laughs> yeah, my notes say the 25th. It's the 26th, and here is your Filippo Fast Five. Uh, Larry King, Emmy and Peabody award-winning talk show host, passed away on Sunday at the age of 87. Paramount Pictures has delayed A Quiet Place Part 2 from April 23rd, 2021 to September 17th of this year. So hopefully that'll stick stick true. Uh, Dustin Poirier stuns Conor McGregor with a second round TKO at UFC 257 that took place Saturday night. 
it was only a two round uh, well obviously a second round but uh big hyped fight didn't go very long nope uh, the Matthew Stafford era in Detroit is likely over as a star quarterback requests trade. He's expected to find a new home this week. And if we can't get to Sean Watson, I can think of worse options in Denver. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Kansas City Chiefs will face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55. Old school Tom Brady faces new school Patrick Mahomes. Uh, for me personally... Not overly excited, but kudos to Bucks fans and Chiefs fans alike. It, just, uh, just, cu- just hoping for a good game. Yeah, That's just curious, it. Tony. What would uh, it sound like when P- Patrick Mahomes meets uh, Tom Brady for the first time? Yeah, yeah, I'm just really excited to uh, be back here in the Super Bowl. This is the uh, this is the second time we got here. I bought my uh, wife. Hey. That's Brittany over there. We bought her a little Lamborghini, and I got a little Mahomes in the belly. And, uh, you know, gosh dang, we're just really excited. We're going to be playing uh, Tom Brady. It's going to be a real honor. And uh, we're going to run it back. uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Kingdom Nation. Here we go. <laughs> Folks, if you discount double check, I'm more reliable than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Folks, if you are listening and uh, you watch the State Farm commercials, now you won't be able to imagine Patrick Mahomes speaking uh, without that Muppet type voice. It's, it's yeah, crazy. he talks like this and he looks like Darlene from Roseanne. <laughs> but the dude, I gotta give props to him though, man. That guy is he's phenomenal, man. I just hate that he's in the same division as the Broncos, but. Uh, you got to give them props. They uh, they kicked the ever loving poop out of the Bills on uh, su- on uh, Sunday. Yeah, they did. Bills just really didn't show up, did they? Nope. I, I, f- I felt bad. Like Josh Allen, he did so good, but it seemed like that game plan that day. He just he felt to me like a kid that just got to the big show and got a little distracted. And whoops. Hopefully, when he gets back there, because he will. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll, be, he'll play much better but, there's always uh, next season yeah but hey that packers bucks game though that was a that, that was, was a, a great game just yeah. bonehead calls at the end though Oof. yep yep <laughs> yeah just missed opportunities it's one of those i wish i could have had it back now at this point rogers is so ticked this is not on my entertainment news but rogers is so ticked that who knows he they're saying he may not come back to green bay so this offseason will be real interesting. That's for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Now on to what I do have scripted for entertainment news. Normally on Mondays I talk box office report. But, of course, if we take a Monday off, this becomes a Tuesday topic. But the box office is still going. I encourage you all to go out to your local theaters safely, of course, so that way they don't go the way of the dinosaur. Uh, but uh, this last week... Uh, the latest Liam Neeson action movie maintained control of the continuing, continuously dwindling box office as the marksman again took uh, first place with an estimated $2.3 million. So your uh, top 10 uh, movies this weekend was the marksman at number one, bringing its full total to 6.9 million. The crudes a new age, uh, at $41.8 million total for its run. Wonder Woman 1984 slips to number three, bringing in its domestic total at $37.7 million. Uh, Monster Hunter has been running since December at 10.1. News of the World, 9.6. That's a Tom Hanks movie. Fatal, never heard of that one, but at 5.2. Promising Young Woman. 
Okay. It's number <laughs> seven at 3.97. Our Friend. You know, Our Friend is number eight. Uh, brought in 0.25 million. The War with Grandpa still going strong. 19.4 million. And Pinocchio at 1.5. That is your top ten. And this is just not good news, you know, with uh, the box office. It's uh, very disappointing. <sighs> and, of course, over this weekend, it was one movie after another after another that got delayed. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, one good news out of uh, all of this is there's always doom and gloom with theaters possibly shutting down. They're always in fear of uh, ending because there's not no revenue going in. And uh, AMC Theaters... Uh, said shares of AMC skyrocketed Monday after the company disclosed it had secured enough financing to remain open deep into 2021. So that's some good news there. It is. Um, so that means the talk of any imminent bankruptcy for AMC is completely off the table, said CEO Adam Aaron. Since December 14th, the largest movie theater chain in the world has raised $917 million of new equity and debt capital, the company revealed Monday in a filing. Around $500 million of the fundraising came from the insurance of new common shares and an investment deal with Mudrick Capital Management. The company has also executed commitment letters for $411 million of incremental debt capital from upsizing and refinancing its European revolving credit facility. So the rest are just numbers. I don't want to bore you guys with that. So basically... They sold some shares, reinvested, got their ducks lined up in a row, and let's fingers crossed. That's when everything's supposed to really come out is the second half of this year. Like, uh, I do, don't expect uh, summer blockbusters. It's more going to be like fall and winter blockbusters if all goes to plan. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, we typically expect the big movies to start coming out in April. There's even been a run of great February movies. You know, just look at Deadpool basically sort of kick that off. I would not expect to see that uh, this go around, unfortunately. No, and, you know, if you guys like to go to the theaters or you secure, uh, this this Friday there's a really good-looking movie that's coming out. It's called The Little Things with uh, Jared Leto, Denzel Washington, and Rami Malek. Uh, it looks fantastic. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that. Yeah, it looks great. It's also coming to HBO Max same day. So, you know, if you like going to the theaters, go see it in theaters. If you have HBO Max and you don't want to go out, then just see it at home. But uh, either way, we'll be watching it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And that's the thing. I, I, I feel like movies along those, like the little things, those should start rolling out now. Yeah, you want to save your big blockbusters. As long as they can come out later this year, that's great. But kind of your smaller ones that you know aren't going to do a whole lot you might as well give give a good run and find a uh, way like hbo max you're gonna get that double uh you know that double viewership like wonder woman got and exactly. it, it was successful for wonder woman even though its domestic box office total was only 37 mil that doesn't seem too impressive but when you think of the grand scheme of things it, it is done quite well considering the circumstance so um but one disappointing one I have to report on. I knew it was coming with the slew of uh, movies that were falling like dominoes. There was one that kept popping up, and you and I texted about this. And it's inevitable. It it seemed inevitable it was going to happen, and then it finally did. But unfortunately, Ghostbusters Afterlife 
delayed. Disappointed! It, ah, I know, it's so bad because they had just started getting some promo announcements. Like uh, they announced they were going to partner with Twinkies to release a Twinkie-themed uh, Twinkie uh, coming out around the time the movie. Um, <laughs> they they kind of paired up with, uh, what was that, Master Chef in another country, kind of showed off promos. That's where we saw that Muncher character. Well, now it's going to be delayed five months. Uh, so it'll come out November 11th. It's the fourth release date. The original was July 10th, 2020, then March 5th, 2021, which we were right there. I know. They got pushed to June, and we're like, okay, we could do that. And now you got to go the whole year, November 11th. Uh, but, you know, from what we've heard... Um, Everything, you know, I've Jason Reitman showed it off for his dad and a few execs, and his dad was crying. It was extremely proud. Seems to have the vibe of the original Ghostbuster franchises, so uh, that's good. You know, that's it's going to be a good thing. I think I'm going to trust what Annie Potts tweeted. She said it's definitely worth the wait. So, you know, if the, the original actors are pushing hard for that, that's a good thing because they sure didn't push for the last one very much. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, and Ernie Hudson actually had a great way to put it. He said the movie, he liked it and he liked what the girls did because he's a fan of the actresses. But the problem with that movie was they did a reboot. And he said anytime you reboot, a beloved franchise it's going to hurt you you're going to want to take place in that universe to make it more intriguing so he had kind words about it but he hit the nail on the head you can't reboot an original you got to do something like the upcoming top gun maverick it's got to take place within the universe it could be a whole new story but it's got to be based off the stuff you love that way there's already a backstory it can't be a retelling of it because typically doesn't work well exactly and you know this ghostbusters afterlife it's essentially going to be a reboot you know you've got the original actors playing the original characters but uh, it's a whole new generation of ghostbusters that are stepping up and uh, that's the way to do it and so uh, i agree with you i agree with ernie hudson that uh, you know it was very disappointing on the last go around Absolutely. And one last entertainment story before we dance on to the birthdays, which I had to take a lump sum, but uh, I'll get there in a second. But uh, Greg Olson uh, tied in uh, most recently of the Seahawks, but most notably for the Panthers and the Bears, um, has retired over the weekend and he will be um, joining Fox Sports as an NFL analyst. So he's going to stay in the world of the NFL. And what's crazy is the guy's only 35. It's so weird to hear these guys, they're our age or within our realm of ages, and they're retiring. But at least, you know, he's going to be sticking with what he loves to do. That's the NFL. Um, he just joins, like, um, over the weekend, uh, Philip Rivers retiring, and I'm sure Drew Brees will be coming here soon. Not far behind. Still yeah. don't know about Ben Roethlisberger. He's rumored to be playing another season but there's also rumors he may retire too so that uh, should be an uh, interesting few weeks in the off-season world of the nfl but that is that for your entertainment news now here is your big old birthdays it's my birthday. all right so there's only three birthdays today there was zero birthdays yesterday but there was a pretty good amount over the weekend 
So we're just going to lump it all over the last couple days, starting with today, everybody's meanie greenie favorite game show host and talk show host. She was once nice, then did a WWE heel turn. Ellen DeGeneres, 63. Keep dancing, Ellen. Uh, speaking of WWE, Sasha Banks, um, I think her real name is Mercedes. I don't know her last name, but she is in the Mandalorian as one of the the uh, owls in the Mandalorian. But she's 29, and she's also the uh, niece of Snoop Dogg. So fun stuff there. She's a pretty lady. And uh, today would have been the hev- well. Today is the heavenly birthday of the greatest guitarist. Well, in my opinion, the greatest guitarist, Eddie Van Halen's birthday today. So. Happy heavenly birthday, Eddie. And then over the weekend, like school, I'm 51 and I might be back as the idiot stool. In Scream 5, Matthew Lilliard is 51. Oh, another stew had a wild San Filippo night in Vegas, and he, and he married Felicity Shagwell. Then he ran off to Scranton, Pennsylvania, to run Dunder Mifflin for a brief period. He is Ed Helms at 47. Didn't he used to do just some dumb little thing like that on The I, Office? I honestly haven't watched much of The Office, so couldn't tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> used to do some weird stuff like that. Um, actress who became known for her comedic roles as Mel on HBO's Flight of the Concords and Carol as Fox's Last Man on Earth. She voiced the character Mabel Pines on Disney Gravity Falls. Kristen Schaal is 43. Sean McVay is 35. Phil Lamar is, I don't know how old he is. I didn't put it. Uh, <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson had a birthday. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, the hot Kelly Kapowski, Valerie Malone, 46. And Mariska Hardigay is 57. She's known for Law & Order SVU. I had to cram that in at the end. That's it for your birthdays. Folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is Tuesday, and we're going to be talking Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 26th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of us on social, you can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now it is Tuesday and we like to bring you Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now Rough Riders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of dogs from the outlying uh, kill shelters, for lack of a better term, bringing them into uh, the Reno metro area, working with local shelters and rescue organizations to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. If you want more information, head over to roughwriters.org. That's R-U-F-F writers.org or on Facebook at Rough 
writers saves. With that being said, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old grey badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. <sighs> Missed Animal Tales. I missed that intro song, it's just a... It is a fun song. Um, I want to hear the rest of it. I don't know why. Does it keep going? Oh yeah, Does it have more. Oh yeah, it? it's a, it's a full on song. It's uh... there's a little pig in the ground. I don't know. <laughs> that was really loud. All right, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and kick <laughs> off with our first animal tale. <laughs> this is a story that uh, went viral uh, last weekend. They say a dog is a man's best friend, and that was definitely the case for one patient of a hospital in northeastern Turkey whose loyal pet waited by the entrance for six days until he was discharged. When Samal Sinturk was transferred by ambulance to Medical Park Hospital in Trabzon on January 14th, his dog Bunchuk escaped (laughs) escaped from their apartment and followed him to the facility where she waited patiently each day. Hospital staff informed Senturk's family about the whereabouts of his canine friend. But after Bonchuk was brought back home, she managed to escape again and returned to the hospital each day. Murat Erkin, the hospital's International Patient Center uh, director, told CNN. The hospital said Senturk's apartment was nearby and that the family were not sure how the dog kept escaping. His dog, Bunchuk, has followed him to the hospital gate and refused to leave for six days until her, her owner was discharged, Erkin said in a statement. Even though the family took Bonchuk back home, she managed to escape every day to wait at the hospital gate. To, re, uh, to try to reassure and comfort her, Center communicated with Bonchuk through the window during his stay at the facility, but his dedicated four-legged friend refused to leave intense, until Center did. During his stakeout, the dog won the affection of hospital staff who fed him and took care of him, Erkin added. Semel Senturk has been with Bonchuk for nine years, and he also stated that he missed her a lot during his stay at the hospital, which is just a great story of a loyal dog, uh, though the reporter in here keeps uh, changing the gender of the dog for whatever reason. They keep saying her and his, and but uh, <laughs> I believe that uh, Bonchuk is a female dog that waited for her uh, ailing owner, I guess would be the best term for that, um, outside the hospital. A very sweet, white little dog. And I'll post these up on our Facebook page for everybody to check out. Bonchuk. That's kind of a fun name. Bonchuk. Bonchuk. Obviously, it's Turkish, but uh, let's move on with our next animal tale. Oh, I did the bark mimic, and you did the (laughs) sheep. You threw me off. Tony, are are you familiar with cocaine hippos? Uh, they are hippos. Actually, they are fat hippos that like to snort cocaine. <laughs> you would think so, oh, but I have no idea. Not quite the case. They probably have something. It's gonna be cute. It's animal tails. Oh, it's not it's cute. cute. Colombia's best-known drug trafficker Pablo Escobar may have been killed in 1993, but his influence continues to be felt in the country, sometimes in unexpected ways. Hippopotamuses, hippopotami whatever the plural is, brought to Colombia as part of Escobar's private zoo at his ranch, Hacienda Napoles, have bred so successfully that there is serious concern over their environmental impact and human safety, 
according to a new study by researchers at Mexican and Colombian universities. The hippos have spread out from their original home some 100 miles east of the city of Medellin in the Antigua department, dispersing around Magdalena River Basin as their population continues to grow steadily. The authors of the study, published in the January edition of the journal Biological Conservation, recommended that the hippos be culled to prevent long-term negative effects, but other scientists are calling for the castration program to control the hippo population, citing concerns over animal welfare and the attachment of some locals to their neighbors. Back in the 1980s, Escobar imported one male and three female hippos to join his menagerie. Upon his death, other species of exotic animals were relocated, but the hippos were left because they were difficult to capture and transport. Duh, they're hippos. The hippos soon began to spread in the surrounding area, but government efforts to cull them were halted after the public outcry. So basically, these uh, hippos that are not native to the area were brought in by Pablo Escobar, and they are multiplying and multiplying. There's more than 80 of them now. They start with just four, and they expect them to uh, grow just beyond control. And what do you do? I mean, they're hippos. They're not easy to catch or bring to a vet and take care of. So, uh, you know, there there's some serious concerns there. Yeah, that's a little worrisome there. Yeesh. <laughs> and then finally, in Animal Tales... <laughs> This one comes straight out of a horror movie. A A horrified mom found a huge rat chewing on her 18-month-old son's hand as he slept. Boy, words are hard today. It says that a few nights before the attack, she woke up when the rodent scuttled across her face. Jane Hunter was woken by her son Rowan's screams on the night of November 16th last year. She rushed into his bedroom at 4 a.m. to find the rat in his bed. Jane, 34, chased the giant rodent away and rushed Rowan to hospital after finding his bedclothes soaked in blood and three nasty bites on his right hand. The family who live in a farmhouse in Out Rockcliffe, Lincolnshire, have previously spotted mice in their house, but never a rat as big as this one. Mom Jane said she had spotted the fearless rat before and even woke up two nights before the attack to find the rodent on her face, but wasn't quick enough to catch it. Jane, who breeds horses for a living, said it was honestly traumatic. Rowan is so young, he's, uh, so he's absolutely fine fine whilst I've really struggled with it. Um, anytime you wake up to a rat on your face or chewing on your children, I think it's about time to call the exterminator. I, oh. No doubt about that. Yeah, you do not. You don't wait around for that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Terrifying. But folks, you know what? That does it for Animal Tales. When we come back, we've got a segment called Just Like the Rest of Us, Only Better. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 26th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. Tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, speaking of both sharing and caring, in this segment that we've titled, Just Like the Rest of Us, Only Better, you know, you do get those stories of celebrities like Tom Cruise losing it on the set or uh, Christian Bale. Oh, good for you. (laughs) But occasionally, and as Tony likes to do in our Good News Everyone segment or on entertainment news, you hear about celebrities who are just genuinely good people. Either they're going out of their way to make things better for somebody Or you hear a little story about something they did that was small that they don't expect, you know, people to really run with and, and, you know, hit the news. It's just because they are good people. So celebrities are just like the rest of us and in some cases only better. Let's go ahead and run down a few stories of celebrities that uh, that is the case for. Let's start off with Colin Firth. Oh, good for you. This user says, I saw him sitting in a cafe with his son. Extremely nice. I waited until they got up to leave before I went and asked if I could get an autograph for my mom, who's a huge fan. He asked me a few questions about her and wrote a quite nice autograph for her. He asked if I wanted one as well, and I told him that meeting him was more than enough. I told him where she worked, and he went in the next day and made a point to stop and chat with her. Truly a class act. Um, Colin first seems like a, a nice guy to begin with, but just a story like that helps sort of reinforce uh, that 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 thought pattern. Oh, absolutely! You always gotta. You know, anytime you hear them do some good things, it's always a nice thing to hear. Exactly. Let's move on with our next. Uh, just like the rest of us, only better. Oh, good for you. Here's someone you would genuinely expect to be a good person. I was lucky enough to spend six hours sitting next to Mr. Rogers on an airplane. I was seven. It was the highlight of my life. We ate lunch. I spilled on him. I thought I had ruined everything, but he just smiled and gave me his dessert. Very sweet, obviously. You know, if you're a seven-year-old, things get spilled. But uh, Mr. Rogers, who could be just a complete asshole to kids, um, lives up to his TV persona and is actually a a genuinely nice guy. Was. I think I ever knew him as an asshole. He no. was always just the dude with his weird puppets and toys and he put on his uh, red like sweater. I think if anyone could pull it off today, it's Jim Parsons of Big Bang. Yeah. Hello, would yeah. you like to be my neighbor? Well, and Tom Hanks actually played him in the uh, biopic, which I think he did right. a, a fantastic job. Uh, Do you ever hear those rumors that he was like a, a sniper during World, World War II or... Uh, the Korean War, and that like he was a trained killer. No, I had heard some stuff like that. Which, hey, you know, maybe that was his calming, uh, calming other side was that. So <laughs> exactly. Here's another uh, TV star. Unfortunately, uh, posthumously, they are uh, paying tribute to how nice of a guy he was. Oh, good for you. This person, uh, Steve Irwin, hands down. I've met a few musicians, athletes who have been nice, but none were as nice as Steve. 
I met him in an elevator at a hotel, and I walked in soaking wet after swimming in the pool. I was only 11, and I was in awe that I was in the elevator with Steve Irwin. Straight away, he starts a conversation with me, asks me what my name is, where I'm from, and if there were any crocs in the pool, and if I uh, see any at the hotel to come find him. He then starts talking to the hotel worker who was in the elevator with us and staring at Steve the whole time. That interaction with him still makes me ridiculously happy whenever I think about it. And again, uh, another guy that uh, seems like he would be just a genuinely nice guy. I agree. He seemed like he was very nice and always happy. Oh, look at that little bugger right there. Oh, yeah. You got to be real careful when you grab him, right? Oh, he almost bit me. You got to be real careful. You got to sneak up on him real nicely. We're going to go ahead and jump in the ocean right now. <laughs> that was a good impression. I like it. Thanks, buddy. Let's move on with Just Like the Rest of Us, only better. Oh, good for you. Here's one that uh, when you meet this guy, based on his house character, you might think otherwise, but uh, having met Hugh Laurie in person, <clears throat> I can confidently state that he is one of the nicest and most humble celebrities out there. Not only is he completely happy to interact with his fans, but he also does so in a way that makes each and every one of them feel like they're a friend. He remembers names and personal details with amazing accuracy, and he makes each conversation seem like it's an extension of a treasured and ongoing dialogue. Add to that the fact that the man is outwardly outwardly hilarious and you've got a recipe for a genuinely great guy and uh you know as i mentioned you know his character and house seemed curmudgeonly and, and off-putting uh but it's nice to know that he is the complete opposite in real life yeah that's because you definitely seem like he's he'd be agitating like he'd be agitated if you talked to him just like he was on the show but luckily that's not the case seems like a good guy Let's move on, just like the rest of us, only better. Oh, good for you! This person wrote, uh, I met Nathan Fillion when I was working at a movie theater. Guy bought six large popcorns and a bunch of smart waters when I thought, man, this guy is loaded. He was wearing a hoodie and glasses, so I couldn't quite tell at first. I eventually said, hey, you kind of look like this guy Nathan Fillion. He took off his glasses and said, I sure hope so. I stood at attention and said, Captain? He replied, as you were, brown coat coolest moment ever obviously that's a firefly reference uh, for you tony but uh, I, I actually knew that one just from doing that little fan film thing no kidding hey. yeah i knew the brown coat <laughs> term i uh, ran into nathan fillion in a elevator at comic-con one year i uh, was going i forget which hotel i was in but uh, was in there kind of look over to my side like oh crap you're nathan fillion he was nice enough he just said hey how's it going and then obviously by then the you know elevator opened and, and that was it. So, <laughs> but nice guy <laughs> yeah, from what I could tell. Cool, though. <laughs> Let's move on. Just like the rest of us, only better. Oh, good for you. Especially the case in this part because you hear about all the wonderful work she does. Dolly Parton, a really great hugger and genuinely sweet person. She walked into Tower Records, San Francisco, while I was there putting up promotional stuff for Columbia Records, probably 1977. She grabbed me for a hug and was stoked we were exactly the same height, even though she was in heels. She asked me some questions and it felt like it was authentic. 
I've met hundreds of celebrities, but she and Robin Williams were uh, far and above the nicest. And of course, you hear about the wonderful things that she does, uh, especially for kids and reading. Apparently, she has a program where um, you can sign up and she will send you a book each and every month for your kids to read. And I believe it's free of charge. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. All right, let's keep moving on with Just Like the Rest of Us, only better. Oh, good for you! This person talks about Anne Hathaway. We were backstage waiting for her cue to go on and started uh, chatting? Chatting. (laughs) I'm telling you, words are hard today. Started chatting. She told me how she was such a klutz, and we joked around a bit. Then when she was called on stage, she tripped hard going up the stairs and face-planted. Then turned around to me. We both started laughing. She's a sweetheart, a genuine nice person. I'm glad I got to meet her. And, uh, you know, celebrities truly are like the rest of us. It's, uh, you know, they're klutzy, they're goofy, and, uh, you know, they they have moments of, uh, of folly as well. Well, that would be interesting to see. I've I've seen a lot of celebrities, but I don't think I've ever seen them just like fall or do something like that. <laughs> Obviously, they're human too. They just have jobs to entertaining. They're just more well known. Exactly. Uh, this next guy is historically nice, or, or was again posthumously. Oh, good for you. This person said, Stanley, he was my neighbor for a while, and he directly wrote me letters, which I now have framed on my wall. Tom Brady wasn't great. Steven Tyler was really cool, chill, but Stanley was by far the best. Um, I've seen Stanley a couple times uh, at Comic Cons and, and some other things. And uh, while everybody obviously is, you know, trying to hound him, you know, he would still walk through and, uh, you know, say his catchphrases, Excelsior, you know, hey there, true believer, and uh, just a genuinely nice guy who understood that, uh, well, you know, he was probably the biggest thing in comic books, and uh, he certainly played up to it. Yeah, he definitely did. It reminds me of uh, which uh, Friday chimed in uh, that. There's a country singer, Bill Anderson, really old school Nashville. And um, he remembers uh, Annabella every time. Like, they met on a cruise ship years, years ago. And uh, that's like his youngest fan, like, no lie, like, the youngest fan he has. So he totally remembers her, gave her a shout out at the Grand Old Opry. That's um, very cool. They, since she was little, she's. It's like they've they've got a friendship, which is pretty cool, uh, from celebrity to young little niece there. Right on. Well, let's move on. It looks like we got time for one more of a celebrity who's just like the rest of us, only better. Oh, good for you. This person says, George Takei bumped into a little Asian guy in a white suit on my way out of a theater. He turns around and goes, oh, my. <laughs> I just want an excuse to do that. Uh, realized why the laughter from the front row had caught my attention. And, uh, you know, you see his social media posts every once in a while. Seems like a genuinely nice guy. And, of course, you know, you can't get past a big, deep voice coming out of uh, such a uh, little Asian guy. So uh, seems awesome. But, folks, that does it for the first hour. We still got plenty ahead with our second hour on the Christian Phoenix radio show, including our call-in topic of parenting fails don't go anywhere go get a cup of tea enjoy the news take a potty break and we'll see you guys in about seven minutes seven 
Wrap it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 26th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony. How you doing? You ready for the uh, fastest hour of the day? Ready for the insanely fastest hour of the day, the second hour. <laughs> I'm ready. It always goes I by so fast. I hope it's all sounding good. Like, uh, so while I was on break, I, I had to research how to, how to connect your AirPods to your Mac. So you can't just hold the button. Like, the lid has to be open. It's not like you can just simply press a button, right? You have to, you have to do these things. open the lid, yeah. tap your head, rub your tummy, turn you clockwise three so, times. You know, it's fine. I just... The Beats works good. Um, Friday said I sound great, actually. So maybe the Mac was what I had to fix. Now, the only caveat is the soundboard. So I can't run the soundboard off the computer because uh-huh. the Bluetooth from the uh, from our show that we're recording goes to the headphones. I tested it out during the segment. I hit buttons in between, and it never flinched you. So I, that means you didn't hear it. So yeah, never heard anything. That's okay. That I got the mighty Mac Pro right here. So it's not logged in at this time. But when I get to Lacey's story. I'm going to need the sensor button for one of her stories. There is a lot of F-bombs. So instead of cussing, I'm going to hit some fun sound bites instead. However, <laughs> I have to utilize something else for that. But nonetheless, I digress. Having this, uh, this new equipment and everything is cool. It's just a matter of uh, getting the bugs worked out for my on my end. So, well, knock on wood, so far so good. You know, it's uh, sound quality is good. We're not getting digital Tony. We haven't lost no. you yet, so that's always a good thing. No, you haven't lost me. And like you said, uh, I, I was a little too loud if I get too close to this. So, uh, yeah, it seems so to be more keep, sensitive. Keep, so. us, yeah. keep a safe dif- distance so I don't hurt your ears. <laughs> See, like that was louder. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned uh, Lacey's story because we are into the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. And of course, we give you the topic 24 hours in advance, so you can always chime in on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Let us know your story, your pick, your choice, whatever it may be for the topic of the day. Today's topic is parenting fails. When have you failed spectacularly or hilariously as a parent? We want to know about it. Now, Tony, I know you don't have any kids, but you've got some nephews that uh, I'm sure you've watched from time to time. Can you think Mm -hmm. of any time where uh, you may have uh, not made the right decision, you you failed them in one way or another, something that uh, 
maybe you wouldn't do again uh, when you do become a parent? Uh, yeah, you, nothing bad. Um, I feel like I'm a pretty good role model. I mean, my job is just to make my nephews really laugh, love them, care for them, show them a good time, get them hopped up on sugar, get them all energetic and hand them back to their parents. It's that that's my job. <laughs> uh, which I'm so gratefully. The only thing I can think of is uh, when this topic came up was uh, when I could go back in time, I probably, not like it, it's going to ever prevent your kid from cussing or anything. It's inevitable. They're going to cuss. They're going to hang out with kids that do it. It's, it's inevitable. But back in the day, even though it was cute, when I played uh, Ninja Turtles the arcade game with my nephew Eric... I probably shouldn't have said effing turtles in front of him because he then later went home and he was around his mom and out of nowhere he's like effing turtles. <laughs> like he had like a little Bostonian accent. He's effing turtles. I like turtles. And, uh, and she's like, uh, and that's the first time he ever cussed and it was in front of his parents and so they called my ex and they're like, hey, did your husband happen to uh, cuss like where would my where would our boy hear that and you know cassie handed me the phone said that 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 one's for you sure enough it was uncle tony yes uncle (laughs) tone we were playing turtles the arcade game and at some point i must have said effing turtles to the point where he repeated that and of course i'm censoring myself that's uh if you know what effing (laughs) is there you go that's So, uh, oddly enough, mine is very much along the same lines. Um, My oldest, Corbin, when he was in Little League, you know, at the end of the season, you go to a lamppost pizza or, you know, pizzeria and, you know, with the team. Rico's Pizza, Carson City. (laughs) And then, you know, they've got arcade games there and, you know, it's it's always a good time. Well, uh, Corbin decided he was going to play Daytona USA. He's sitting there, you know, driving the cars around and uh, at one point gets stuck behind a car. And he goes, move the F out of the way. Of course, he didn't say F. He said the actual word. And uh, realized then and there that um, while it wasn't my road rage that was rubbing off on him, it may have been his mom's, um, probably not the uh, best thing to uh, to do unconsciously because uh, kids pick up everything. And uh, had to talk to him a little bit. And, you know, he's always been good about, you know, not swearing. But that was one of those just sort of emotional things that uh, he was frustrated told him to get the f out of the way and you know it's it's uh I, i'm sure the other parents would have uh, looked down on us uh, had they had heard it yeah but it's funny i i don't know what it is little kids that just end up cussing it, it's like cute you're like oh it's funny you're like oh we should probably not teach them this right but then <laughs> it's kind of funny when you hear it the first time uh, that definitely well folks it uh we want to hear from you what is your parenting fails? Was it uh, horrible? Was it hilarious? We want to know. Go ahead and chime in now on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the comments in the live video and let us know about your parenting fail. When we come back, it is all about you. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. 
now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 26th. Now we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, about your, well, the topic of the day, your parenting fails. Did you fail miserably as a parent? Did you fail hilariously as a parent? We want to know about it. Just head over to our Facebook page and our live video over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That way you can comment in uh, the comment section. Let us know what your parenting fail is. Perhaps maybe uh, you were going on a trip with the family. You got on the plane and you realized that uh, your youngest son wasn't there. Okay, that was a movie. But uh, in any case, it was a parenting fail. Uh, Tony, on your end, I know that uh, our girl Friday, she chimed in with her parenting fail. Why don't you go ahead and uh, let us know what that is and any others that uh, chimed in on your end as well. Okay, so, excuse me there, let me just bring her up, and uh, yeah, so her story, um, they have a video, and they think that Bella was 18 months, or it's two-year-old Bella, going, what the, and, (laughs) and, and then she says, what the, and then what the, and another one, I'm indeed, mother! So, I don't know if those are enough gongs for you. Could you hear them just fine? Oh, yeah. Okay, because then I set up the uh, MacBook for that, and I could try to focus on that, so try to play around with multiple stuff. So, yeah, so my young little niece sure loved to say the word... <laughs> the F word, to Insert be specific. There, yes. right. <laughs> um, and then a few months ago, when they were packing to move, she said, how am I going to brush my teeth when... There is no echo in here. So I'm assuming like echo as much like uh, is I'm assuming I could be wrong. So she'll chime in. I know you're listening. But is the echo like is it the Amazon one? Maybe there's Um, something that like has a timer or song that plays while somebody's brushing their teeth to let you know that you've. Maybe that's what it is. Um, Also, Michael was very proud that she kept saying. <laughs> I bet. You know, it, it is a little sense of joy when you're a parent and they, they oh. blurt it out, but you don't want them to do it quite in public. Gotcha. And she used uh, the echo for the uh, two minute timer. So she would say, hey, you know, I don't want to say it because I have one of those devices in the room and it'll go off. But she'll say, hey, set the alarm for two minutes, brush your teeth, and. There you go. <laughs> uh, now, has anybody else chimed in on your end as far as uh, parenting fails? Well, yeah, it um, nothing here. I I was told about a position at work available, but that's it. <laughs> not not quite the right subject. Not quite the right subject. No. Now, uh, another one that comes to mind is um, well, it was Corbin again, and this time he was a baby, and you know we had one of those carriers that. Uh, there was the base in the car and you basically just lock the carrier into the base. And so had brought him to the car, went out to the car to start the car to warm it up, went back in, got a few other things. He was doing fine, chilling by the door in his little carrier, went back out to the car, started pulling out of the driveway and realized uh, he's not with me. So uh, got about uh, three feet before I stopped the car, put it back into park had to go get my child, put him in the car. But uh, that was the first and last time I forgot him anywhere. So, uh, you know, again, probably better in that case than 
at a grocery store or somewhere in public. So, uh, you know, being a parent is difficult. And of course, there's no real rule books. You kind of learn as you go. So uh, folks, feel free to chime in with your parenting fails again on our Facebook page comment section at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Let us know if you failed hilariously or miserably at being a parent. And while we're waiting for those, of course, I pulled up some backups of uh, 50 Welcome to Parenthood tweets that really perfectly sum up what it's like to be a parent, especially if you're a first-time parent. For instance, this one from Twitter user Spaced Mom says, Welcome to Parenthood. Every piece of trash in your house is now a makeshift toy that you are not allowed to throw out. And uh, yeah, kids with toilet paper rolls and, and uh, wrapping paper rolls and cardboard boxes, God forbid you throw them out because they will throw a fit. <laughs> This is true. They very much will. <laughs> Time management is another thing as a parent. For instance, this one from Twitter user, a henpecked house says, welcome to parenthood. You'll find yourself asking your spouse ridiculous questions like, do you mind if I take a shower? It's true. Yeah. yeah when you've got kids and you got to keep an eyeball on them pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you have to schedule things like shower or meal time or even alone time with your spouse. Yeah, this is uh, kind of random. Uh, uh, Lacey chimed in. She told me uh, it's not a it's not a parenting failure. Okay, but it's more of a thanks, Uncle Tone, for teaching your niece to do something super annoying. Um, <clears throat> so it's more of a proud uncle moment. All right. So I do this. Uh, I do this annoying thing. I I do it to Lacey. I tried it once on my ex-girlfriend, and she got really pissed off with me, so I just didn't, never did it again. She said, stop it. I'm like, oh, okay. But anyways, so what I would do is I do this dumb little thing where I run around her in circles like a little excited dog. I don't know why I do it. I just run around her in circles like, hey, Lacey, hey, Lacey, or, or whatever, and I'll just run circles around her. And she would, she's finally just found a way, like, if there's a wall or something, she just knows to go up against the wall to kind of stop me at my tracks because I can't do it. But in open areas, it works a lot better. So now, <laughs> like, her, you know, my niece Bella has seen this many times, so now she apparently does this all the time to her mom. So you're welcome. What's funny is I thought you were going to go with another thing that you like to do and maybe oh, pick yeah. up. Oh, the- yeah. I'll, oh, I'll teach her when she's older. Bella's too short to do that right now. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, we'll, It'd be we'll, kind of hard to sneak up on anybody to, to do that. But, oh, yeah, one day. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Let's move on with Parenting Fails. This from uh, Twitter user Lurkin Mom. This couldn't be more true. It says, welcome to parenthood. Everyone's hungry, just not for that. And, of course, if you've got two kids, they never agree on the same thing. They never want the same thing. And of course, you know, if you make something for some person, you got to make something else for the other child. And uh, inevitably, somebody's not happy about the meal selection. It's just the way kids are. And it's weird that they can't agree on anything. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on uh, with parenting. Well, welcome to Parenthood tweets. Uh, sarcastic Mommy says, welcome to Parenthood. Everything you own will now be sticky and broken. Which, again, is true. Kids always have their hands in their mouths, up their nose, on on their food. Not holding their food, but like grabbing candies or sticking candies in their mouth and pulling them back out. 
it is disgusting. It is weird. Um, the OCD side of me thing, you know, is uh, has a little trouble coping with that sometimes. But uh, luckily, my boys have learned pretty well to uh, try to keep their hands not so sticky and not to break things. <laughs> Dude, kids have they have some sticky hands. Like they create the stick. <laughs> I don't get it. Like you ever. Is there ever a kid that doesn't have sticky fingers? Well, the fun- they're always. It's and so they, weird. Sometimes they got goopy goops on their face, and they want to touch you, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> and then, Holy! my boys have their iPads that they play on all the time, and I'm constantly cleaning it. Like there's this layer of film and stickiness to it uh, at the end of the day that makes you wonder where are they sticking their hands? It's disgusting. Folks, there is a couple minutes left, so if you do want to chime in on our parenting fails, whether miserable or hilarious, you certainly can on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. What were you going to say, Tom? I was going to say, also, like, moms out there don't feel like you failed your sons when they play with their Peter and they stick their hand down their pants. Boys are just like, it's like a magnet. It's like, it's just drawn. Right. They just... Every kid does it. You ever notice just every little kid plays like they, they're always playing down there. It's, and even as grown, at, grown ass men, I got to remember, I can say ass on this show. Yes, it's you the can. Other show I can't say ass on. But they stick like I, it's just a magnet. I don't get it. It's the original it's, fidget spinner. It's so weird. <laughs> so don't feel like you failed your kid, your sons. If they do that, it's just a normal thing, man. I don't get it. I don't understand it can't explain it just just human biology as long as they ain't doing something else with it you're fine but like a little i don't know (laughs) i just thought about that because somebody was telling me the other day they're like why do boys play with themselves like that i don't know they just do do. uh welcome to parenthood this from twitter user mama jesse c says welcome to parenthood mama jesse hey jesse your coat pockets are now tiny garbage cans uh, which is true. Whatever your kids have and they hand you a, a tissue or a piece of garbage or a, a tea bag that uh, Tony somehow uh, <laughs> swallows. I was being funny. I thought I was pulling it up to be hilarious for those watching. And then I <laughs> dropped it and it just plummeted all over me. So there you go. <laughs> and then finally with Welcome to Parenthood. This from <laughs> Welcome to Parenthood. This from Twitter user Goldfish and Chicken Nuggets. That is a perfect parenthood uh, name. Says, welcome to parenthood. Screen time on the toilet with a locked bathroom door is now your self-care. Yeah, your bathroom time seems to grow as you become a parent because you need just that little bit of time to yourself to uh, disconnect and not have a, uh, a child right there staring at you, asking you questions or uh, complaining that they're hungry. So in any case... I'm hungry! You just ate! Oh. I'm hungry. And then when you get them food, they take like a bite and they play with it and they don't eat it. And then they say, I'm not hungry. The struggle and then you is real. you set it aside. But then five minutes later, I'm hungry. We'll eat the chicken nuggets. I don't want them. They're cold now. <laughs> yeah. I think every parent has to deal with that. So exactly. definitely not a parenting fail but more of a parenting annoyance probably <laughs> well, that should be a future one the annoyances there you parents. go well folks that does do it for parenting fails when we come back we have a topic called so petty so don't go anywhere we will see you guys in just a few
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 26th. Now we talk about it a couple times. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topics of the day. Now tomorrow's topic is another edition of Streaming Wars, but in this case, we're talking music streaming services. Last week, we did uh, streaming wars for streaming television, uh, streaming video services. Now we want to know what you're listening to uh, streaming music-wise. There are so many options out there. What's the best and why? You can give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment titled So Petty, we're going to explore uh, some people who were uh, petty or um, vindictive in some cases about certain things that just got to them. Uh, Tony, have you ever done anything petty in your life? Maybe you were a punk kid growing up and you know something just rubbed you the wrong way and you decided to retaliate in a, a petty way. I assume yeah. there is, but uh, there's some hesitation yeah. in uh, telling the story, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I should. <laughs> um, yeah, I won't tell the why I want to tell, because that, 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 that kind of ties into what I did a few weeks ago to somebody. Interesting. Okay. That, that, that took me off. You know about it. It was the Christmas Eve incident. Gotcha. Yeah, it was that was kind of petty on my part. But, now, uh, what comes to mind for you, and maybe you want to tell this story, is uh, your dad had a friend uh, with a big truck oh, that okay. uh, used to pop up go. unexpectedly. I'll let you tell. I think the rest. I just I think I just did that kind of to make everybody laugh. But there used to be this guy, and uh, this big dude. His name was Jeff, and he had a big old mullet. Now, like Hulk Hogan mustache went down. <laughs> we used to have this camo truck. And he'd always park in my parking spot. Always. And in front of my dad's house. Now, growing up in Carson City, that town is like the biggest town because that's the only town you've lived in. So for me, I'm like, ugh, there's nowhere to park. It's too far. And we lived in a regular residential neighborhood. But there's this big, long stretch you can't park because of the fire, the fire hydrant that's there. So you can't park along that corner very often. So I had this one spot, but he'd always park there, and then I'd have to go park somewhere else. So what I got in the habit of doing is when I would get home from work at the video store, I'd park somewhere else, and I'd walk by this dude's truck, and I'd take a leak all over his tire. He had these big monster truck tires. I'd piss (laughs) on him every time I saw it, every time. I've just It was always dark. I'd whip it out, piss right on it. And then I used to do that to make my friends laugh. So and like Adam and Christian would come over, I'm like, <laughs> and I'd pee on the truck, and they would laugh. They're like, Hee-hee. you know. Well. So kind of retrospect, you're right. That was kind of petty. Like, like the dude was just parking. Like no one was there. He right. parked. He would just park. So, but he didn't live there. So he got his tires peed on all the time. Well, it was definitely funny, but uh, it was also petty, which is a perfect fit for this segment. Let's run down some other people who were petty in their lives. It's a trap! 
For instance, you have uh, this person who says, my coworker is a flat earther and it's his last day. Left the guy a globe and says, best of luck wherever the world takes you, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nothing pisses off a flat earther more than uh, globes, I'm sure. Let's move on with So Petty. It's a trap. Here's one that's actually a brilliant idea. Says, making fish tacos for the guy at work who keeps eating my lunch. It's a picture of a tortilla and a can of Friskies that is spread out over the tortilla with some cheese on top. Uh, boy, that uh, coworker who steals the lunch is in for a big surprise. Oh, that's hardcore. That's harsh. Ugh. Oh, that's a lesson taught, though. <laughs> oh, that is definitely a... Bazinga. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oof. But it'll teach him... Uh, not to steal the food. Here's one that, uh, you know, especially if you and your partner uh, can be possessive over certain I- items around the house. It's a trap! Says, woke up to my coffee jar like this after a petty argument with my partner. It's one of those ceramic jars that have the little clips on them. And it has a uh, key lock, a, 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 what do they call it? A padlock that's about half the size of the jar itself. Basically, stay, you know, stay out of my coffee. This is mine. Wow. But yeah. That's pretty hardcore, you know. I, I don't know if any of my roommates I've ever had to, to write my name on stuff. I don't think it ever got to that. <laughs> I've never had to do that now. I, I think I admitted last week that uh, sometimes if I'm at the grocery store, I'll buy myself like a little treat or a candy bar, and I do have to hide it because it will... It'll disappear if I don't. <laughs> yep. Yep, I used to have that problem too. All right, let's move on with so petty. It's a trap. Pettiness level 100,000. My husband was angry this morning, so he decided he was only making half of his side of the bed. <laughs> and it shows the bed. Half of it's nice and tucked under. The other half is just in shambles. Not exactly sure if that's meant to piss him off or, you know, obviously the wife or just you know to try and prove a point but uh you know if if that's how you take out your anger probably better than uh, some alternatives oh absolutely this next one with so petty it's a trap uh being in the car business for a number of years prior to broadcasting you would see this every once in a while luckily it was never on any of the uh, dealerships or brands that i worked on but a uh Picture says, I love this guy's level of pettiness. Uh, Back of his Ford Ranger is a giant uh, vinyl letters that says, Houston Ford sells lemons. And I've seen people with sandwich boards standing out in front of dealerships. Um, You know what? Lemon law is there, obviously, for a reason. But it really is up to the dealership to take care of people unless they're being totally unreasonable. Yeah, if they're being a... Then you ain't getting nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on with So Petty. It's a trap. And of course, this is something you could have done in the uh, example that you gave, Tony. Says, uh, slash someone's tires today because he parked like a jackass. Was it justified? I think so. But it's not exactly what you think. It's a picture of uh, the tire and a picture of Slash from Guns N' Roses taped to it. So uh, they slash the tires, but not in the, the, the truly harmful way. That's hardcore, man. That's that's just rude. That's taking it a little far. Just yeah. urinate on the tire. It's more it's more 
gratifying and satisfying. Yeah. Because you feel better after you pee. And this one's fun because it's just sort of a play on the words. Uh, you know, a picture of Slash from Guns N' Roses doesn't hurt anybody's car, but, uh, you know, it, it certainly uh, makes the point. Uh, along those lines, Tony, have you seen those uh, quit being an asshole tickets that you can give to people who park, you know, outside of the lines or take off yeah. up two spots? Those are, are great for just letting people know, don't be an asshole. <laughs> oh, and that's it. But they have, oh, gotcha. So instead of Slash, that makes sense. I was waiting for another Slash story. Nope. Nope. It's like, I had nothing to do with Slash, man. Okay. <laughs> but it did, but those tickets are funny. I, that would be funny if you got a parking ticket. It's like, hey, you park like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But it, I I hope it has Jim Carrey on the front with the phone. Like, if you're watching the video, like, Stop breaking the law, asshole! <laughs> Let's move on with So Petty. It's a trap! Of course, when it comes to sports, it's easy enough to be petty, especially if a friend or a family member likes a team that uh, is a rival. For instance, this one, uh, as a Yankees fan, when your little brother asks you to make him a Red Sox decal for his new car, it's time to put away your petty differences and be a good brother. Except for uh, he snuck in in the Red Sox, you know, the little lines where uh, the top of the sock is, where uh, the elastic would be. Well, he snuck in a little uh, penis-shaped line in there uh, just as a little stick it to his brother. That's pretty funny. <laughs> See, when it comes to sports, it is one of those things. Like, even though I don't like the Chiefs because, obviously, being Broncos fans, they're big rivals. I still congratulate my friends that uh, are Chiefs fans. I still could say, hey, congrats on your team going. It's it's the right thing to do, you know. Exactly. But, like Mr. B says, thou, like one of his commandments, thou shall not root for... Uh, a division rival to win the Super Bowl. So <laughs> that's why go Bucks, go Bucks. Even though I I, I know. I, I don't know. like Tom Brady. Well, let's move on with so petty. It's a trap. Speaking of uh, somebody who hates other things, here is a uh, uh, article Boston man who hates 7-Eleven with a passion opens his own store called 612. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much That's kind of funny. And then finally, in So Petty, it's a trap. you know, neighbors don't always get along, but uh, this guy uses Google Maps to call his neighbor an asshole. A new petty level achieved. Uh, looks like a farmland type thing, and the guy used his mower to essentially carve out the word a-hole with an arrow pointing to his neighbor's house so that uh, only from Google that's Maps... That's that guy right there. <laughs> that's Mr. A-hole. <laughs> don't go to his house. He's an asshole. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a clever yet petty way to do things. But, folks, that does it for this topic. When we come back, we're headed to the final segment of the show. It's already that time. Yes, it is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Tuesday, January 
26th. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, uh, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? It's the macho man comes up the top rope and he takes Goozer a Doozer and he smashes him up. Yeah, he does. He gets a little bit crazy. Takes it to the top rope. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Oh, yeah, mean Gina. Huh? <laughs> Speaking of which, sharing is caring, and since it is the final segment of the show, as we like to do, we're going to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head, it's This Day in History, with your correspondent on the beat, Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, kicking off this day in history, this day in 1697, Isaac Newton, you know, the gravity guy, receives Jean Bernoulli's six-month time limit problem. Solves the problem before going to bed that same night. Needless to say, he was a pretty smart dude. He was very smart, mister. (laughs) Another smart dude, this day in 1784, Benjamin Franklin expresses unhappiness over the eagle as America's symbol. It doesn't say what his alternative would be, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm sort of glad that we picked the eagle because it is a a strong symbol and a a good-looking bird, too. I was thinking that, too. Uh, I was driving to my uncle's house in uh, Severance the other day, and there's a beautiful bald eagle sitting on this empty tree over by the Poudre River. Gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous bird. Oh, um, that was it? Okay. <laughs> that was it, yeah. I just, just Gorgeous bird. I was hung up on the word pooter. Sorry. Pooter. Yeah. It's the cache la poudre. Let's move on this day. In 1788, Captain Arthur Phillip and British colonists hoist the Union flag at Sydney Cove, New South Wales, now celebrated as Australia Day. Uh, Was that when they shipped all the prisoners off and uh, essentially Australia became Australia? Yeah. I mean, it was such a great day in history. (laughs) I don't know uh, where the canned laughter fits in with that, but okay. Those Australians are funny. (laughs) Crikey. This day in 1862, Lincoln issues General War Order Number 1, calling for a Union offensive. General George McClellan ignores the order. And again, this is one of those things where you kind of want more story story around it because uh, it leaves a lot to uh, be asked. Yeah, it does. Man, wicked stash, though. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to call order number one for Union Offensive. Fire the sheep! (laughs) As long as he didn't call order number 66, that would have been... Yeah, that would have been bad. That's a Palpatine call. You just, the minute you hear... Execute order 66. You know you're in trouble. <laughs> Let's move on. This day in 1891, Oscar Wilde's Duchess of Padua premieres in New York City. Uh, Oscar Wilde, uh, writer, poet, uh, basically creating film before film. And uh, a lot of his works carried over into early film as well. 
Tony is doing his impression of Oscar Wilde in this picture as well. Batches of Buddha will debut today in NYC. My hair is in my face. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1905, the world's largest diamond, the 3,106 carat Cullinan, is found in South Africa. I wonder what that'd be worth. Yeah, what's... But 3,106... Cool. All I know is, if you found that today, cha-ching. No for kidding. Sure. Right? Like your coin, your coin soundbite was on the money for that one, because wow. <laughs> Let's move on this day in 1918. Herbert Hoover, U.S. Food Administrator, calls for wheatless and meatless days for the war effort. Of course, World War I. Um, and of course, wheatless and meatless is every day for... Uh, you know, all of our gluten-free and vegetarian friends uh, these days. All right, everybody. Today, we are going to go for a wheatless and meatless day because we're going to go to war. We're going to fight. We're going to be vegan. We're going to be gluten-free. It's wheatless and meatless. Let's go. Uh, Funny side note, um, it's no secret that I'm a big Beatles fan, but uh, Paul McCartney on his own, I like some of his songs, but he has a song called Meatless Monday that is just god-awful. This terrible. Is it Meatless Monday? I just met a girl on Meatless Monday. He actually <laughs> rhymes Meatless Monday. It's a fun day. Really? Yeah. I That's would... my fun day because I don't have to meet. Yeah. I would expect more from a beetle. But yeah, uh, I digress. Absolutely. Let's move on this day in 1984. Uh, sorry, 1924. Oh, I was like, damn, we jumped to the 80s. That was that was like... <laughs> Great Scott, Marty! Back to the future. No, this day... We gotta I... go back to 1984! <laughs> first, we gotta go to 1924 for the first Winter Olympics! <laughs> As Tony mentioned, during the first Winter Olympics, American <laughs> skater Charles Jutra claims the first ever Winter Olympic gold medal, wins the 500-meter speed skating event in 44 seconds at the Chamonix Games in France. I didn't realize that the Winter Olympics were that new. You know, 1924 is really not that long ago. No, it's, uh, it doesn't seem like it went that long. I should really change. You're listening to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show with Christian and Charles Jutra. <laughs> <laughs> cool last Hello, night. Charles! Charles Duchar here! <laughs> Let's move on this day in 1926. John Logie Baird gives the first public demonstration of television in his laboratory in London. That's how they say it in London. It's laboratory around here, but uh, yeah, 1926, first television. Groundbreaking, and obviously the reason you guys can watch us uh, as we are live right now. Thanks, Logie. We need to bring a name that name in. Lo- What's your kid's name? Logie. Logie. <laughs> he was named after John Logie Baird, the first public demonstration of television is laboratory. <laughs> Let's move ahead. This day in 1961, Are You Lonesome Tonight by Elvis Presley hits number one. Uh, not one of his more famous songs, but uh, still still a big one. That's right. They should, they, they should have done Lonesome Rider. <laughs> Are you Lonesome Rider tonight? Also in music history, this day in 1962, Bishop Burke of Buffalo Catholic Diocese declares Chubby Checkers The Twist to be impure and bans it from all Catholic schools. How dare you do The Twist? You know how fun that looked? Like, you look, that's simple time. Look at how happy all those people were. I know, right? 
like it just looked like a good time. Social distancing wasn't happen. Guys and girls just dressed up and they just shook it. And they all they did was twist. That's all. They right. just moved it. Right. It was uh, easy for us white folks to do. Yeah, it was a simple dance, and it got everyone on the dance floor. And by this picture from 1964, it seemed like it had a good turnout. So, yeah. Well, let's jump ahead. Oh, ten, chubby. Ten years later, 1974, the 31st Golden Globes, where The Exorcist, Al Pacino, and Marsha Mason are all big winners. Uh Boy, The Exorcist, a great, great movie. And Al Pacino, let's see, 1974. My guess is one for Dog Day Afternoon. Correct uh, me if probably. I'm wrong. Yep. Let's they m- definitely did not use an old school Al Pacino picture, though. No, no. That, this is hua Al Pacino. <laughs> let's move on this day. In 1995, New Jersey Governor Christine Whitman dedicates a rest stop to Howard Stern. Again, I want to know more about that. Did they do it in jest? Was it something that's truly an honor? And how do you get a uh, a rest stop dedicated to you? Yeah. Oh, now exiting the Howard Stern rest stop, where you can listen to Howard Stern on WNBC. (laughs) Let's move ahead this day in 1998. President Bill Clinton says, I want to say one thing to the American people. I did not have sexual relations with that woman about uh, Monica Lewinsky. When we all know that he did have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, he did. To Monica, happy birthday, Bill Clinton, 72397. <laughs> okay. And then finally, before we close out the day, we like to run down some of today's holidays for you. Where we go through and talk about all of the weird and normal holidays of the day. For instance, it is International Customs Day. Okay. It is uh, Lotus 123 Day, which was a computer program. It is National Green Juice Day. Mm, no thanks. I'll pass on that. <laughs> it is National Peanut Brittle Day. I will take that one. National Plan for a Vacation Day. Knowing Tony, he's already planning for his next vacation because. This is true. <laughs> it is National Spouses Day. It is Speak Up and Succeed Day. And it is Toad Hollow Day of Encouragement. Again, I have no idea what that means, but that's what it Toad is. <laughs> Folks, that does it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow on a Wednesday with Words Are Hard. So enjoy your Tuesday. We will see you all tomorrow. See ya!